Hello and welcome back to About This Writing Thing, a podcast about the ups and downs of living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, sometimes editor, and always MFA. As promised in my impromptu episode in June or July, I can't really remember right now, I am doing interviews this season on About This Writing Thing. And I haven't really decided how long the season will be because I have loads of really great writers that I cannot wait to introduce you to. But first, since this is my podcast, let me give you a little update about me. (laughs) The newsletter that I previously put out monthly has now switched gears and it will come out quarterly. If you are subscribed, you will have received one around August 1st and you will not receive another until November 1st. And then you'll receive one quarterly from there until more exciting things begin to happen. I do have at least one title that I will be self-publishing next year. That is a historical fiction. I have not released the title yet, but I do anticipate doing that in my November newsletter, as well as a sneak peek at the cover, the tentative cover, the maybe cover. Right now I have a cover that I really love, but there's just a slight problem with it, so I'm trying to work that out. And anyway, you will find out the title um, in November, if I change it, those of you who are subscribed to my newsletter will already know the title, so you won't really be surprised if I don't change the title. There's still no news for me on the traditional publishing front, but that's okay because I know publishing takes time. So I am currently moving into revisions for the second book that I turned in. No, it's not a series. It's just the second book that I finished since I signed with my agent. And I am currently trying to finish the third book that will I'll be turning into my agent. So I am keeping on keeping on. This work in progress has been a little harder just because of the topic and the themes that are in it. So I'm going really slow with this one. And in the meantime, I'm working on the historical and I've also pulled out a little novella because I needed a little bit of a break from the heavy themes of the contemporary. So I've pulled out a little novella and I'm working on it. And I will be back to my work in progress just as soon as my poor little brain recovers and I get to a mental health place where I can return to the work in progress. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's guest. I'm here with indie author Stephanie Verney. Just a note, when I say indie, I'm referring specifically to self-publishing. Stephanie is the author of a number of self-pub titles that include contemporary fiction, romantic fiction, and women's fiction. In addition to her fiction, Stephanie also has an academic textbook published, and she is the co-author of Event Planning, Communicating Theory, and Practice. Her most recent release, The Letters in the Books, has been on Amazon's hot new releases for two weeks. Is it still two weeks, Stephanie, or is it still... I think we just moved into three weeks, <laughs> Perfect. So it's been on Amazon's hot new releases for three weeks. (laughs) So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me on my very first podcast interview. I appreciate you being my um, maiden voyage, I guess we'll say. (laughs) I'm I'm honored. This is so exciting. And for listeners, Stephanie and I are actually critique partners. She is in 
Uh, there are about, what, there are five of us in total? And Stephanie is one of my critique partners, so I'm really thrilled that she is my very first interview. This is fun. <laughs> now, I do have some questions prepared. I did I did a couple of videos before, I think it was in like June or July, and I was like, what are your favorite interview questions? So we won't be able to, to get to all of them because it's such a short podcast, but we're going to get to as many as possible. <laughs> and the first one... I think it must be super exciting to see your newest release on like a hot new release list. I can't even imagine that feeling. So you've been on for three weeks. How often have you been refreshing the rank <laughs> to see where you uh, are? I'm not going to lie. Uh, the first week I was refreshing about every three hours because I just wanted to see what was happening um, you know, as indie authors, we do a lot of pre-promotion. I, not, what I mean pre-promotion, I mean like the year before. Mm -hmm. Like we are out there talking about our work, what we're working on, getting people excited about it. And so I really did it. I did it a little differently this, this time with this release than I did with any other ones. And that is that I really did talk about it for quite a while. Um, so I wanted to see what impact that marketing had on it and, you know, also like a little bit of my, my, um, my past life is I am a professor and was a professor, full, full professor up until this past May. And I was um, in that role for 14 years as a full professor. I've been at the university for a total of 23 years. But the reason that I'm telling you this, and I, I back down to now adjuncting again because there are so many other things that I like that I want to do um, with my writing and other things. So now I am I'm an adjunct again. But the reason I'm saying that is I taught a course in new media, and I I learned a lot about the whole pre-promotion and. I was doing it along with my class, which was really fun to like be, not only be the teacher, but also be the student and be doing a lot of this new media approach with social media and blogging and anything else you can think of that we have access to, to do that. So the curiosity was that I wanted to see how much of what I had done made an impact. And to see it kind of still going on, like I just checked it about an hour ago, and I was at, I think it was at number 39. Oh, wow. Um, in my, now, in my genre, you have to remember, mm -hmm. this is in my, this isn't overall on Amazon. This is just in the hot new releases in my genre. And, you know, I've never, I've never come this far before. So that was exciting. So it was like the combination of like what I had learned about about marketing and new media and then also you know launching this book it was really fun to sort of sit back and see like what what's gonna happen now yeah <laughs> you know so that is why i i check it periodically because and then i think to myself well what could i do be doing more what else yeah. do i need to do what story could i be telling that would maybe want uh warrant someone picking up my book you know yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a long answer to your question. No, and it makes me it makes me wonder, are you considering because a lot of times, especially when self published authors get very, very, very big, then they're trying to give us advice, but I don't think that they really remember 
what it was before they got really big. So I'm wondering if you've considered giving like a marketing class, doing a marketing webinar for self other indie authors, other self-published authors. I've thought about this, and it's funny, the woman, so in town here where I live in Severna Park, Maryland, we have a lovely independent bookstore, and she said to me when I brought books to her, because she's, we're doing this really cool thing, my book's called The Letters in the Books, and I'm handwriting letters that I'm sliding inside these, slipping inside these books, and so when a customer buys a book from the bookstore, they get a letter in their book, just like the characters in the books get letters in their books. So she said to me, you really ought to teach a class on... (laughs) on like self-publishing and marketing and I haven't thought about it before because you know it's like that imposter syndrome thing it's like well we you know a lot of it is trial by error Mm -hmm. and we're learning as we go and I mean I would love to I mean there's definitely certain things I could teach people how to do and what to do um, that I think have been effective for me but then I go and I see someone else you know posts a reel and they have 12,000 views and I've got you know 500 (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's, it's just, it's a weird, weird world of, of self, uh, social media and Mm -hmm. marketing, but you know, I heard a really interesting thing and I, I really want to pass this along to anybody who's listening because I thought this was sort of the thing that made me go, just keep doing what you're doing. And that was somebody posted this really funny reel that said, you know, so what if, you know, if only 30 people like my reel or see my reel, if I opened my front door and there were 30 people standing there, I I would be overwhelmed. And it made me go, wow, that's a really great way to think of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we're so competitive. Like we want to, we see this other author get 12,000 views on something and we go, Oh, why why did I get 400 or Mm -hmm. why did I get 500? Well, guess what? If half of those 400 are actually paying attention to you, you're, you're, you know, you're hitting some folks, you're, you're reaching. Exactly. And so I think we have to stop saying like, my video didn't go viral. Mm-hmm. I didn't get this many little by little it's little ticks, little ticks at a time. And I think that's what we have to say as indie authors is yes. we really have to stop beating ourselves up. And right. we have to say it's little you know, my one of my other books is called Little Milestones, and I, I kind of feel like it's like what I say in that book, little teeny milestones that are get going to get us where we hopefully want to be someday. Absolutely. I think that we get so caught up in this content creator mindset that we don't think that writing is a, is a long game. It really is, and if you're in it to be rich the day after you publish your first book, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it, it has happened for some people who have really collected those people and have really gone viral on social media, but that's not the norm. That's the exception. And uh, I think that that's something really important that writers need to keep in mind. Yes, we need to be on social media marketing our books, but it's really about reaching those 30 people so that those 30 people share your work and then maybe the people they share it with share your work and so on and so forth. And that's how it happens. And that's what I think I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing people who are my good, good Facebook readers, like they they wait for my books to come out and those Facebook people are sharing with their Facebook friends. And I think it's kind of like this little trickle effect. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens four months from now. Like, will that book have faded into obscurity? 
or will it continue to like have some readers? I don't, I don't really know, and no one knows. Um, but that's one thing. And then another thing I can say to those folks out there who want to be an indie author is, um, or you know, are, are deciding, do I want to go traditional and really go for it, or do I want to, you know, go the indie author route? And this is one thing that I, um, I can share. So my friend is a, he is with a publisher. Um, he doesn't write fiction. He writes nonfiction. But nonfiction tends to sell really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, he writes non, uh, nonfiction. But he said to me the other day, we had a very long conversation. And he, we follow each other. We've been friends for years. And um, he said to me, you know, he said, I have a publisher I still have to do everything. I have to do all my own marketing. I have to do all my own everything. They, they, the only thing they help me with is like scheduling me for like a book talk or a book read. He said, other than that, I'm pretty much like on my own and I have to split my proceeds with the publisher, the agent, and then me. He said, you guys who are indie authors, he goes, I sometimes wonder if I should just do it myself because you know, it's you and Amazon or you and you know, Barnes and Noble or whoever you want to list it with, um, Ingram, Spark, whoever. And, you know, you get to decide how much percentage is coming out and blah, blah, blah. Like you, you really are in control. You're at the wheel. And he said, and my one friend, now this is, this is a true story. My one friend, um, he decided not to go the agent route and he's an indie author and he's doing his own um, marketing and, and everything and he's now making over $60,000 a year just on his books you know that is fantastic so, yeah I mean so I mean it I really think the marketing thing it takes a while and you have to know how to do it and you have to mm-hmm. finesse it and you have to not be afraid to try new things and if they flop they flop whatever take it down or leave it up and move on to the next thing but you know, so much of it is about, I think, one of the things, I think, I think some, I think some indie authors make the mistake. This is just, now this is just Stephanie Burney insight and having taught this class. But I think that some indie authors make the mistake of only posting about their book. Yes. Like all they do is post, here's my book. Here's about my book. Here's book, book. Like they want to see you as a brand. Like they want to see the author as a brand. Like What's your back life like? You know, what do you enjoy doing on the side? Who are you? And why do you write these books? And once they start, like, getting, you know, a feel for who you are and what you write, then people are more apt when you have a launch. You're like, oh, okay, I've been following her for a while. She's kind of fun and funny, and she does a lot of cool things. I'm going to pick up her book, you know? Exactly. And so I think, you know, like, I do know one person that I follow on on Instagram and the only the only thing this person posts are like still photos of their book Mm -hmm. and that while that works you know that can work every third time maybe um you know what else do you do you know what else well you know there are so many writing challenges out there that you can just look and see what are people posting about what are people interested in and try to try to do some of those things but I would say mix it up, like mix yeah. it up and be fun. Show your family, show your vacations, show your dinner, show show the personal side of you. And that's, I had a writer uh, tell me once, you post too many pictures of your grandchildren. And I said, well, 
my grandchildren are a really big part of my life. So of course I'm going to post a lot of pictures of them. And they, they told me, you should only be posting your book or, or you should only be posting about writing. And I was like, well, that's not all, that's not everything that I am. I'm not only a writer. I'm also a wife and a mother and a grandmother and a sister and a daughter. And, you know, I like to go places and I don't feel like that my, I am, I should be defined as solely a writer and only yeah. whatever book I have coming out. So I 100% agree with what you said and I'm totally on board because you can't just be a book. No, because people get tired of that. Right? They do. Like how many still photos can you take of your book with a cup of tea? You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Um, but, but you got to do a little bit of that. I'm not saying you can't do that, but you've got to show another side of yourself. And, you know, um, just, you know, why why you write? Like, what, what inspires you? you know? Exactly. What gets you excited? Those kind of things. Exactly. And since you brought it up, what inspires you as a writer? Well, it's interesting. Like, I, like, I guess I kind of feel like, you know, how we kind of feel like we have a purpose or whatever. I feel like part of my purpose here on this earth is to, is to help people feel like there's hope. Um, and not to feel alone and not to feel like you're the only person who's ever gone through this before or, um, you know, just to bring some lightness into the, into the world. There's so much heaviness and there's so mm -hmm. much anger and angst and all that. Like, I, I want to be a bright spot in somebody's read. Like, I want them to read a book and not feel like it was too challenging and just be <laughs> like, oh, that was, you know, I'm glad I read that. That was, that was really sweet or that was nice or I love that one character. I wish I were friends with that person, you know, or that character. Um, that's, that's, so I'm inspired to... I'm inspired to bring joy. That's it. Like hope and joy. Like I just, I don't want you to read my book and want to rip your hair out or like get angry or get scared or like, that's just not the type of writer I am. And like, I think also when we know what kind of writer we are, um, like I remember when I wrote my second book, <laughs> Baseball Girl, I had just, yeah, I worked in baseball for 13 years. I wanted to tell the story of what it was like for a woman, you know, to work in, in professional baseball. And I, I wanted the story not to feel autobiographical because I was, I didn't want that. Um, so I wrote the first three chapters and I thought it was like brilliant. And I gave it to my mother and I had already written one book and um, this was my second. And she, I remember her reading the first three chapters and she's like, who wrote this? And I said, I did. And she's like, it doesn't sound like you. She's like, it sounds like you're trying to be something, something you're not. And it was so funny because I was influenced by this very dramatic book that I had just read. And I think I was trying to be like dramatic. And I was like, hmm, you know what? That's, that's not me. And I scratched the whole thing and I started over. Oh, wow. And I mean, I think that we just have to know like what kind of writer we are and mm -hmm. what we bring to the table and what is our, you know, what is our, our, our part in, you know, in helping a reader, you know, have some, get some enjoyment out of our, our work. And what do you think as what do you think your strengths are as a writer on the page? Do you think that your strength lies in your voice, your style, or do you think that your strengths are all encompassing? 
Um, I would say over the years, I think I've gotten stronger overall as a storyteller, but I think I'm really strong at dialogue. You do <laughs> um, have good dialogue. I like writing dialogue. I like kind of like imagining what these people would say. And I like, like a quick kind of, um, uh, or like sort of good banter, mm-hmm, like good mm-hmm. banter between the characters. Um, so I, I really strive to do well with dialogue um, because I think you know people want to hear the characters. Yes, yes. And so I think if you can really bring those characters to life through the dialogue, you're, you're doing something pretty good there yeah. on the page. And that so is a strength. Just... Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that is oh, no. a strength because dialogue is is it can go either way. You can read really stilted dialogue, dialogue that it just seems like the people are standing there with their arms down the entire scene, or you can read dialogue that really brings everything to life. So it's definite. It's a definite strength if you're good at dialogue. Yeah, I think so, because, you know, it's like kind of when you go to the movies, right, and a character says something completely stupid, or, or like, it, I, my husband and I hate this in a movie where it's like this intense you know, um, uh, action scene, and then somebody makes a one-liner, and we're like, really? When, when like, bombs are being thrown at you, you're going to say a funny one-liner? You know, it's kind of like that thing. It's like, oh, is the dialogue real, or is it not? Is it realistic, you know, or is it far-fetched? What is it, you know? So right. it's just one of those things I keep in mind when I'm writing the characters. Very good. Now, um, we... I have to wrap it up now, unfortunately, but I do want to tell everybody you are, you have two things that are upcoming. I know that you're working on the historical that was set the year before the Brooklyn Dodgers left for LA, right? Yes. So, um, is that one slated to come out next year? I would say it'll probably, yeah, I would say that one probably wouldn't be ready till, um, maybe like next spring. I guess next spring I'd like to release that. When does baseball season start? Yeah, right right before baseball (laughs) season would be really good. Like right as baseball season starts. Yeah, because it's a historical it takes place during the years of the Dodgers leaving Brooklyn and going to LA and there's a romance and it's a romance, you know, it's a romance slash we got this bad sister. Um, but anyway, it's you know, it's women's fiction. And, um, and I'm excited to finish that because it's been a while since I've tackled it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I can't wait because I love historical women's fiction. So I'm all about this book. <laughs> and you're also re-releasing your, um, your take on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. This, are you releasing it in November? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, so what I did was last year, so I had, I had hip replacement surgery um, last uh last September and um, I released my so I wrote that like sort of a sequel to what happened to Ebenezer Scrooge after he saw the ghosts um, I you know my family and I have been obsessed with Ebenezer Scrooge forever and so we, we were at the dinner table one night and we were like well what exactly did he do so I wrote this sequel of what he did and it's a novella it's very short and when I published it, because I was, you know, sort of laid up and, and recovering from surgery, I didn't do a really good release on it. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and I used, I had purchased all this clip art that I put inside this book. Well, I have hired an artist to do, to draw um, 
new renderings that will go inside this book that will begin each chapter. So I'm actually super excited that this book is going to really mimic Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol when he hired an illustrator to illustrate for his book. So I really wanted to do this to give it more of that authentic feel like mm. Dickens and I've loved Dickens forever. And I never, I, gosh, I, the last thing I, I would ever want to do is, is disappoint Charles. Dickens. Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, to re-release that. Um, probably I'm guessing that will release right after Halloween. Okay, fantastic. So we'll re-release it then with the new artwork. And I've, I've seen the artwork coming in, and it's really, really cool. It's really beautiful. That's so awesome. I love that you're doing it in the same style that Dickens did A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol is one of my favorite stories of all time. And I, I just think there's so much to unpack with it, and there's just so much that it says. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm planning to buy it when you re-release it. <laughs> yes, yes I wanted to wait for the new artwork. So I can't wait to read it and, um, of course, give you a review because reviews are so important oh, for gosh, indie authors. Yes. Reviews. People, <laughs> review your indie authors. That's the yes. best thing you can do for them. Reviews, reviews, reviews. That's what we need. Now, before we sign off, I would like for you to tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Are you, you've mentioned Facebook. I know you're on Instagram. Um, if you want to tell everybody what your handles are, and then I'll, of course, put them in the show notes. Okay, yes. I am, it's pretty easy. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Stephanie Verney Writes, all one word, Stephanie Verney Writes. And I'm on Facebook slash Stephanie Verney, I think. Um, and I am on Twitter, but I don't know about you, but I just, Twitter is a funny animal. I haven't really like figured out how to do Twitter well, but I am on Twitter. I read other things on Twitter. It's like my news source. Uh, Yeah, me too. I don't post a lot on there, (laughs) Um, but I am on Twitter at Steph Bernie. So we'll see if I can figure that out at some point. I told my husband last night, I said, if it's not on Twitter, it hasn't happened. So (laughs) that's the best news source. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for talking talking to me with me today, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to reading your submission for this month for our critique group. Oh, yes. I actually got to go do that right now. I have to go put that together. So thank you for having me say word. I really, really appreciate it. And best of luck with your podcast. Thank you. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Okay, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to me and Stephanie chat about her writing and her upcoming releases, her newest releases. I will put all of Stephanie's information down in the box below where you can find her on social media and also where you can buy her books. I hope to get this I hope to get this video uploaded to my YouTube channel. So I'll also put that information in the box below. Thank you again for stopping by. Until next time, take care and keep writing.